making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. afternoon and welcome to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Over the next hour, you'll learn how to see your true self in the midst of life's twists and turns. You'll be challenged to think outside of the box when it comes to the mysteries of life. Now, here's your host, Andrea Matthews. Good afternoon and welcome to Authentic Living. You know, right this second, there are millions of us living in fear of making a mistake or what might happen next. This fear is the source of our strategizing, plotting, and planning for how we might survive, how we might make things go right, even how we might outwit our own fears. Yet even as we're doing this, the soul is on a journey of its own, and it is using these very strategies and fears to bring us to a clearer vision of ourselves. Today, we're going to be talking to an expert on the journey of the soul, Simran Singh. Simran is a visionary catalyst coach, Voice America talk show host, and publisher of the award-winning 1111 magazine, the leading self-coaching life enhancement publication today. She's also the founder of Believe, Choices for Conscious Living, which supports the individual journey to authenticity, encouraging tapping in inherent power through self-inquiry and conscious choice. Because of her own expertise on the journey of the soul, she interviews leading changemakers, leading philosophers, scientists, and experts on areas of personal development, self-realization, consciousness, and metaphysics on her own radio show called 1111 Radio right here on Voice America, the 7th Wave Network. Her intention on that show is to provide her listeners with a dialogue that truth seekers can hold on to for their minds and their hearts. Simron's interviews, motivational conversations, and, and give meaning to life lectures have led to appearances on news programs, NBC News, Inside Out, multiple talk radio shows, in addition to various magazines and newspaper editorials. We're so lucky to have her here today. Welcome, Simron. Thank you, Andrea. It's my pleasure to be here. Well, you talk a lot in the magazine and, and, and I'm sure on your Give Meaning to Life lectures about the whole idea of soul and the journey that the soul is making as we sort of tra traverse this planet here in, in this material life that we live. Uh, one of the things you said in your magazine that I really loved, and this is going to be a quote, it's all right to claim and witness our woundedness as a stepping stone toward authenticity. And I think that's so very important because there's so many of us out there who are trying really hard not to speak of our woundedness in case it might bring in more 
bad energy. So I want to talk about that just a little bit. What do you mean by that? It's all right to claim and witness our woundedness. Sure. I really do take a different approach to life and all of the experiences that we have because to me, the mistake is the miracle. We have to get into the experiences that really have hurt us or caused us shame or caused us to blame or caused us guilt and anger and all of these things and discover who we are within those because in digging that dirt, that's where the gold is. That's where we truly find out our authentic purpose and power for being here. And that's the journey. It's, it's so beautifully created by the soul that we come across these little pebbles, rocks, and boulders, these little meandering paths in our lives that really help us to create ourselves, to create a beautiful story, one that has a villain, one that has a heroine, one that has a lot of drama, one that has love, one that has peace, one that has balance, one that has all the elements that we desire. But to know those wonderful things, we first have to know what they're not. And that's why the journey of the soul takes us to some of those places that we would call dark or that we want to run from. But we actually need to run to them and we need to embrace them. Right, right. So they, that stepping stone would be then the process of evolving into more and more awareness of who we are. Is that what you're talking about? Definitely. I think it means more so to um, not try to shut down, not try to run from, not try to put our responsibilities onto someone else, but to actually look at every step of our experience and say, what is this here to teach me? What is this here to show me? What is this here to help me create now? And by doing that, we do make meaning of our lives, and we make meaning of all those experiences that happen, and all of a sudden we're not the victim anymore. We're now the person that is empowered and living this journey and taking this journey where we want it to go. Right, right. Now, one of the other quotes that you had in the book, in the uh, magazine, was that, and this is sort of going to be a flip to the other side, uh, studies show that only 2% of the world can hold their joy regardless of the circumstances. 2%. And what you also said in there was, wouldn't it be great if we saw 4% and then 6% and then 8%? And I so agree with that. But what do you mean when you say we can hold our joy regardless of the circumstances? Very few people are able to remain so centered in themselves that regardless of what goes on around them, that centeredness and that peace will not be affected. What happens to most people is they live their lives, but they leave themselves at home. And and they start to live other people's lives. They get in other people's cars and start driving their thoughts and ideas and, and controlling what they're supposed to do. And that's what really unsettles us. That's what takes our power from us, and that's what takes our peace. But if we really stay center in what brings us joy in terms of, okay, what makes me happy today? What are the little things that will make me happy? What are the things that support myself in being loving to me? If we can really stay pretty selfish, pretty self-centered, then we actually will do more good for other people. Selfish and self-centeredness have been given a bad rap. They really, if they're used properly, they're very, very supportive for the journey, and they're very, very empowering tools to use and also get rid of codependence. So we need to learn to go a little bit more to the inside all the way around so that we can then expand back out in a beautiful way and touch people in the ways that we should touch them rather than in codependent controlling ways. Right. So when you're talking about, a little while ago, you talked about the drama we experience. That doesn't mean necessarily that we have to lose our joy to participate in the life experience. 
No, we don't have to lose our joy to participate in the life experience. And honestly, when the sadness and the tears come, we shouldn't try to run from that. That, in a sense, is joyful, too. If someone will really allow themselves to witness themselves in an emotion, it's easy to witness ourselves in joy and happiness because that feels so good in that moment. But if we can get to the point where we can witness ourselves in the emotion rather than be the emotion, and see what do those tears really feel like. Let me, let me taste this juice. Let me, let me roll around in these bubbles. Let me understand what this sensation is really giving me. Then you start to discover a whole nother place of power. Our tears, our woundedness, our sadness, if we stop and really allow ourselves to be with it, it's actually a very beautiful thing. It's, it's a way to feel, and we've become such a deadened society. And I understand this because I was the walking dead for quite a while. We all get to be the walking dead for quite a while. But then when we start to allow ourselves to feel and not just the joy, we start to realize that those other emotions have great, great value. And then we don't shut down our children either. We let them know it's okay to have these various emotions. We don't have to create shadows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So, and that was so beautifully said. I think that's so true that, you know, we, we, we can live dead and we can live in the drama, which seems not dead, but actually is in some form. Yeah. <laughs> and then we can, we can live in the joy of experience and the experience includes all of it, the, the sadness and all of that. And you said that it, there is a kind of beautiful thing that comes with experiencing our emotions. One of the things that I've experienced, and I'm sure you have too, and several other people is that when we, when you allow yourself to actually feel a sorrow, for example, there's a peace that comes with that just because you're allowing yourself to do it. Oh, absolutely. I have known of times in my own journey where I've witnessed, oh my goodness, I'm feeling so heartbroken. I'm just sad and I'm gushing with tears and I'm, I'm feeling like, gosh, this is going to be the end of the world. And then I step back for a second and I see myself and I think, wow. Look at how strong I am. Look, I'm feeling. Look at, look at what's going on here, really. You know, I'm, I'm sitting here going through the human part of my spiritual experience. I'm able to see it and feel it and know it. Now, what can the spiritual side of me do to support this human side that is going through this crisis? And when we step aside and let that part then uh, take charge then all of a sudden the human being is supported by the spiritual being. And then that human being knows what to do. And we can then embrace that experience for what it was. And that's the closest uh, experience we can have of of some kind of divine uh, relationship, too. It's not just, you know, that God's way out there in the heavens. It's like that spiritual being that we are is a, a constituent part of that divine, and we can actually... Be present with the divine as we're being present with our own spiritual self. Well, so many people are constantly longing for their connection to God, but there's a gatekeeper before that, and that is the soul. And so we first have to make that connection to the soul. We can't be longing for God if we first don't belong to ourselves. And so when we make that intimate connection and that dialogue and that emotional back and forth that we can engage with in the soul, then all of a sudden we open the door, we open the gateway, and that allows God to become closer to us. Because we are not actually, God's not sitting somewhere outside of us. And and many people know, okay, God's inside of me, but it's an intellectual concept. 
I'm talking about really knowing God as a full energy force running through you on a moment-by-moment basis. And we think God is sitting outside and just shows up when we pray or when there's a miracle that has to happen or when some kind of crisis is going on or when we happen to think of it. But what the actuality is, is we keep ourselves from God. We keep ourselves from that force or that source or whatever you want to name it by all of the grievances that we hold, by all of the woundedness that we tend to cast aside and push down. And so when we allow ourselves to embrace it and we allow ourselves to see the grievances that we hold against other people and put those to peace, all of a sudden the light comes. All of a sudden our closeness to our divine source opens up to us. We lift our own veils. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Couldn't have said it better. That's beautiful. And that comes with that whole idea is, is, is one of taking responsibility for our own journey. And so we're going to talk a little bit more about that right after the break. We're talking today with Simran Singh about the journey of the soul. Stay tuned for more. for a transforming world. Seventh Wave Network. The Institute of Noetic Sciences has been a pioneer and leading authority in the field of consciousness and healing for 38 years. We invite you to discover how you can transform your health or healing practice with ION's cutting-edge research into mind-body medicine and healing. For a limited time, you can receive valuable thank-you gifts when you support the Institute of Noetic Sciences research and educational programs. Just click the banner on this page to discover how consciousness research is transforming healthcare. Think of the world 50 years ago. Now think of this same world and how it'll be 50 years from now. Did you know that if the world's population continues to grow at its current rate, our children and grandchildren will only have 25% of the resources per capita that our parents and grandparents had? We must preserve the foundation of a quality standard of living. That foundation starts with Go Green Radio. Join your host, Jill Buck, for Go Green Radio every Friday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Voice America. Are you tired of the government squandering your tax dollars on bailouts and overpaid bureaucrats? On Free Markets with Dr. Mike Beitler, Mike Beitler and his guests explain why big government regulations are the problem and innovative businesses and free markets are the solution. Listen to Free Markets with Dr. Mike Beitler, Thursday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Network. Listening on a higher dimension. Seventh Wave Network. You're listening to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. We want to hear from you. If you have a question or comment about today's show, call in now, toll free, 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You can also send your questions or comments by email to Andrea at andreamatthewslpc.com. Now, back to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. And the Authentic Living Show is sponsored by the Institute of Noetic Sciences, dedicated to expanding science beyond conventional paradigms. 
Founded by Apollo 14 astronaut Edgar Mitchell, IONS is a nonprofit research, education, and membership organization whose mission is supporting individual and collective transformation through consciousness research, educational outreach, and engaging in a global learning community in the realization of human potential. You can join that learning community at www.noetic.org. And we're talking today to Simran Singh about the journey of the soul. And she made some very beautiful comments just in the segment before this one about how it is that we can sort of live into our own uh, experience um, and yet at the same time experience the joy, uh, even though we might be experiencing some difficult emotions. And I want to talk a little bit right now about how we can begin to take responsibility for that journey. That word responsibility is thrown around so many different ways and has so many different def- definitions, some of which are damning. And uh, and it also includes sort of, uh, for some of us that are on this spiritual journey, a confusion about how to take responsibility but not invest the ego in that responsibility. So can you say something about that? I think it solely is about minding our own business. And when I talk about minding our own business, there's two types. There's our personal business, and then there's our life purpose business. And when we mind our own personal business, that means that we have to allow ourselves the exposure to the types of individuals, the tools, the readings, the radio shows, any and everything that is going to work on our mindset. And we also expose ourselves to the activities and the material things and the people that we really fall in love with that really make our heart warm. And that's how we engage the heart set. And then we get into how we mind our own business, which is our life purpose business. And that means really listening to that mind and heart as to what we want to do. And then we engage with the types of people that can really support us in creating what we are here to create by giving us the skill sets. So it's all about our personal business, our life purpose business, and enhancing our mindset, our heart set, and our skill set. Mm-hmm. So, so really what you're saying is take the seed that you are and allow it to grow. Absolutely. Everyone's journey is going to be different. And one of the most violent things that we can do as a human being is compare ourselves or our lives to someone else's. It's absolute violence. We have to stay focused on what we're here to do and what we're here to feel and experience and the things that we want to learn and grow from. And so when we access the tools, like 1111 Magazine, that's the whole reason I formed that publication, was to give people a very focused stepping stone in their own personal growth. There are no longer places for gurus out there. Now it is time for us to be our own teacher and access the resources and take things like your radio show, like 1111 Talk Radio, like 1111 Magazine, and then take the information that comes from there and really apply it methodically and over time. We take things in many different ways, so we have to read it, we have to hear it, we have to see it, we have to integrate it, we have to do it, and tools like this allow us to step forward on that path in a more responsible and accountable way. We have to make ourselves accountable. So that's what the the process of the tools are. And then we can be more authentic in our living. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and these tools are everywhere, even in synchronistic events that happen in our lives. If we're paying attention, if we're listening, they're all around. We just have to sort of tune in. 
Most definitely. I mean, eleven eleven magazine came because it was a number that I saw pretty consistently, and, and thousands and thousands and thousands of people all over the world are seeing eleven eleven, and it basically means that there's a gateway, there's an energy that is occurring right now, and when you see numbers like eleven eleven or whatever it is that your symbol is, that is the universe or your angels or guides or God or source, whatever you name it saying to you, I'm here, I'm here to support you. This symbol is showing up so that you can say yes to what's in your heart and in your mind, so that you can look at what the thought was that you had just in that moment and decide, are you going to be positive about it? Are you going to work constructively toward it? Or are you going to fall into the patterns of the ego and the shadow self or the negative self and not do anything with it? So those symbols that show up are really to egg us on and bring us forward so that we create the visions that then continue pull our lives and our soul journey forward. Right, right. In one of the uh, 2010 issues of 11.11, you told your own story of learning to take care of yourself. Do you mind sharing just a little bit of that with our listening audience today? Not at all. That's a big piece of 11.11 magazine. We're all here to teach what we need to learn. And I could not be a very good teacher if I were not willing myself to share my journey, to share the authentic obstacles and wins that occur. Because when we see someone else walking a similar journey as us, it gives us an opportunity to say, wow, well, you know, if she went through that or if, if she can do this, I'm, I'm not much different. I could do the same thing or better. And that's what I'm here to let people know is the one thing I have is I don't have fear. I don't have fear to try something. And so I'm always willing to go the extra mile for myself because I want to make the most of this journey that I have. And when I can share that with someone, it allows them to know that they can make the most of their journey. What I spoke of uh, probably in one of those issues was uh, an experience of my feet fracturing and not understanding what that meant because I'd done so much inner work. I had done such a degree of reading and listening and, you know, finding the appropriate teachers and creatively expressing myself and saying yes to every single thing that showed up, that it really was surprising to me that, okay, what in me emotionally and mentally created a fractured foot so that I would have to stop? And what is this really trying to tell me? And what I've discovered is I had done a tremendous amount of personal work, but there were tiny little places that I still needed to go back to and really clean with a fine-tooth comb. There were still places in my generational line where I was carrying some beliefs that were no longer serving me. There are always these little things, and the journey never ends. We can, we can never stop clearing and cleaning ourselves of that inner landscape because whatever's going on inside of us is going to reflect on the outside as an experience. And so when something shows up in our life, it just doesn't happen to us. It's there to tell us something. It's there to be a message so that we can once again go back inside and say, where is that in me? I need to clean it up, clear it up, and find it so that I can now help my soul move to the next step. Right, right. Yeah, and that whole idea of, of, of taking care of ourselves, you, you mentioned earlier in the first segment about how we need to sort of walk a, a selfish walk, which uh, you didn't mean literally selfish. You meant that we trans, uh, we transform that word to take on its its original meaning, which should be something more akin to self-care. And uh, that idea is is so foreign to the, sort of the oversoul of the culture that we, we, we tend to – shy away from it we tend to say oh my goodness i shouldn't be thinking about myself and and just the opposite is true where taking care of ourselves means being responsible for our own evolution 
Absolutely. I think the definition that a lot of people apply to selfish is, I'm going to take care of me despite of what it does to you. And that's not the selfish I'm talking about. What I'm talking about when I say selfish is I'm going to take care of me and honor the divine being that I am because I have a journey here to walk. But I'm going to do it in a way that honors you because you also are a divine being. And in that honoring, I understand that you have the divinity to walk through any challenge, obstacle, or pain that you may be going through just like I do. We have to recognize that the person that is sitting across from us at the table or at the next desk in our workplace or is our child sitting in front of us, they are divine beings. They chose certain lessons. They have every single piece within them to walk those lessons and divinely empower themselves. They don't need us. We think we, they need us. But when we focus back on ourselves and our own needs, we end up being the journey that we came here to be, and we allow them the independence to have the true experience that they came here to have. Otherwise, we're hindering it. We're actually the ball and chain that slows them down. Yeah, and that, that whole idea is that we are the healers of other people, we are the helpers of other people, comes into question then, doesn't it? It really does. I, I do believe that there is great validity to all types of things, everything from coaching to body work to energy healing and all of those things. But I want people to really be clear that when you go see a coach, when you pick up a magazine, when you listen to a radio show, when you go to an energy healer, they are not doing anything for you. You are the one creating the healing. You are the one creating the empowerment. You are the one taking what is in front of you and allowing that to be a transformational agent that you can utilize in your own journey. And when we give that power to someone else and think they're the ones that do something for us, that gives us the opportunity to lose it or to doubt it or to use that negative self-talk to take it away. But when we realize that they're just the tool that came forward, but we're actually the one doing the work, then whatever we gain from that experience can never leave us. Right. That's a scary thought for some of us, though, where the shadow material says, I can't. So, so we, we go to other people and assume that they can. But the interesting thing that you said a little while ago is that, you know, when somebody else has got a problem and we want to fix them, so to speak, we, we, but we can let them go and return back to our own journey. What I find is that when I let them go and return back to my own journey, I find that what I was trying to fix in them is still in me. Absolutely. Everything is a mirror. And we sit there and try to, to fix other people for two reasons. We think they can't fix themselves, and it gives us a payoff. Usually we can feel important, we can feel needed, or we can stay out of our own powerful place that we're supposed to be. But when we turn around and we allow them their journey and we work on ourselves for the very same issue we are judging them for, and I want to restate that, what we're really doing is judging them what we think they have. When we work on that issue within ourselves, we shift things enough that we heal and the people around us heal. And it happens in our relationships. It happens in health. It happens in our career life. It happens in every aspect of our lives when we learn to take our hands off other people's property, other people's cars. You mentioned during the break that you could see someone washing their car, and that's basically what we have to do. Our car or our home is our vehicle, 
and we have to wash it. And I like to tell people, imagine that your body is your home, is the home. And the attic of that is your mind, and it's holding all of those collected memories, the beliefs, some of which are really, really dusty that have been there an incredibly long time. The heart or the hearth is the warm part, the place in the kitchen, the place to gather for nourishment, the place that we feed and the place that feeds us. And then the gut is the boiler room or the basement level where everything gets moving. It's our power center. It's our will. It's what we need to generate. It's why our legs walk so that we can get going in the world on our sole purpose. There's only so much oming and being we can have in this experience. We are human beings, and we're here to act. So we can't just sit still all the time. We have to move at some point as well. And that's another act of responsibility and authenticity. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, and that same thing is true when we seek out a healer, healer. We are also seeking out that mirror. They, What they we think they have, we also have in ourselves, or we wouldn't be able to see it in them. Exactly. Exactly. We have that powerful place, and we're showing up for that healer to be their healing. We're showing up to show them something that they still need to clear. And so I, I often tell people, you know, whoever you go to as a coach or as a healer, Make sure that you really know uh, what they're doing and you really look at their life and look at how, how well put together is their life because that is reflective of how much they've done on the inside themselves. And when we go to someone that has really done their own inner work, that's the intensity of energy that we receive that we're able to utilize to do the healing or the empowerment work that we want to do on ourselves. Yep. Absolutely. And I so often see that something that I'm thinking about or am concerned about on a given day, I go to therapy and I, I provide therapy for a client and they're talking about that very same issue. And I go, oh, here it is. That's <laughs> wonderful. No it absolutely is. Yes, that's right. All right. Well, we'll be back in just a minute after the break for more from Simran Singh about the transformational journey of the soul. for a transforming world. Seventh Wave Network. The Institute of Noetic Sciences has been a pioneer and leading authority in the field of consciousness and healing for 38 years. We invite you to discover how you can transform your health or healing practice with ION's cutting-edge research into mind-body medicine and healing. For a limited time, you can receive valuable thank-you gifts when you support the Institute of Noetic Sciences research and educational programs. Just click the banner on this page to discover how consciousness research is transforming healthcare. Want to change your life? The New York Open Center can help. We offer hundreds of ongoing classes, workshops, and professional trainings that heal the body, nurture the spirit, and awaken your true potential. Visit opencenter.org to check out our programs in holistic health, self-development, spiritual practices, creative arts, and much more. With our wellness services, bookstore, and cafe, we're an oasis in the heart of the city. And with Open Center Online Learning, you no longer have to be in New York to take classes. Visit opencenter.org today. 
Frankly Speaking About Cancer is a program designed to empower survivors and their caregivers to deal with the social and emotional challenges of cancer. Drawing on resources from wellness communities throughout America and abroad, the show will invite physicians, researchers, nurses, social workers, patients, and caregivers to share their advice on how to live a better life with cancer. Join host Kim Tibaldo, President and CEO of the Wellness Community, Tuesday afternoons at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Awakened Media for a Transforming World. Seventh Wave Network. listening to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. We want to hear from you. If you have a question or comment about today's show, call in now, toll free, 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You can also send your questions or comments by email to Andrea at andreamatthewslpc.com. Now, back to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. And you know, the Authentic Living Show is also sponsored by the New York Open Center, dedicated to nurturing body, mind, and spirit through holistic learning and world culture, workshops, classes, and professional trainings, trainings in the arts, holistic health, spiritual inquiry, psychology, and more are offered daily. Faculty this season includes Elizabeth Gilbert, Julia Cameron, Anodia Judith, and Thomas Moore, to name just a few. Visit www.opencenter.org to see all that's available at the Open Center, as well as their newly created online opportunities. And we're talking today to Simran Singh, the uh, host of the radio show 1111, also here on Voice America, the Seventh Wave Network, and uh, of the uh, 1111 magazine, publisher of that magazine. And uh, we're talking about the journey of the soul. And what we've been saying is that uh, that journey is one that really carries us um, through, through our own responsibility, but carries us in a way that allows us to uh, see more and more as we go, and one of the things that we want—I want to talk about—that I think we fear the most, and I mentioned this in the very first um, uh, announcements about the show, was the idea of mistakes. Um, that whole thing scares a lot of us really badly. We 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 fear our mistakes and what they're going to do to us, and what damage we're going to have, and what others are going, how others are going to be damaged by our mistakes. Can you say something about that and the journey of the soul? Absolutely. I think we are in a society where it's very easy to judge ourselves. We, we do it almost unconsciously about every little thing. If we could record every thought that we have, we would be picking at our clothing and our makeup and our, um, you know, whether the car is washed or not or whether the garden was weeded. We will judge every single thing that comes up. And what I like to tell people is our mistakes are really miracles. There is nothing but miracles that occur on this planet. And I know that's hard to believe when you see things like tsunamis taking place and you see things uh, like like famine or poverty or, or some of the experiences that seem to be plaguing our world at this time. But what we have to do is look at the flip side of what we call a mistake is. And it's always an opportunity for healing. It's always an opportunity for learning. It's an opportunity for a new way to birth. Things have to crumble 
for something new to happen. We have to have a breakdown to have a breakthrough. So actually, all of those stumbling blocks that occur in our life, which we call mistakes, they are our miracles that are waiting to help burst us forward. And it may not feel good in the moment, but every time something happens that we want to judge ourselves about, if you just stop and say, what's the gift in this? What is this here to teach me? Then all of a sudden you'll start to transform your thinking as to what those experiences really are, and you'll stop calling them mistakes. Part of self-love is loving ourselves enough to be gentle and, and calling anything that happens in our lives as a mistake from the soul perspective is not loving and is not truthful because we are a tapestry just like a jacket gets uh, knitted and all the threads come together. When the soul looks at our life, it sees this beautiful piece of fabric that's being woven together that sees the hills and the valleys and the gold specks and everything that's going on. And that's a vantage point that we don't allow ourselves to have. Right, right. It's a transcendent vantage point, isn't it? It really is. It's, it's from a different view. And if everything that, anything that occurs in your life, especially the things that are really hard to deal with, if you can tell yourself, let me, let me, pretend that I can project up and look down and see what some of the other paths are that are being created through this experience, I think you'll find that there's a lot of options rather than no options. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And and speaking of the tsunami and all the stuff that's happening in Libya right now, we, you know, we, th- those, we don't typically think of those as mistakes. We do think of those as, as um, tragedies and um, pretty horrific ones at that. It, so, how, how, from a soul perspective, uh, would you look at that kind of thing? If we really are here as the source being or the God being here to discover itself, then we would need to discover ourselves in every single capacity. And we each would have taken a role or a part in this grand play that we call Earth. And another piece of it that exists in our planet is that we are projecting on the outside what the collective is holding on the inside. And unfortunately, a lot of the collective is holding back a lot of emotion. We are stuffing that emotion. Um, The collective is also not necessarily loving themselves in the right way. We are not uh, as compassionate and gentle with ourselves or perhaps some others as we should be. And that is showing up as experiences on the outside. Water billowing up the way that it does, like in a tsunami, that is emotion coming forth. That's a way for us to look at that as emotion that we're holding on the inside. It's also an opportunity for us to come together in community because we've become such separate beings, living such separate lives, that we sometimes forget that we are all one. So many of these situations are also occurring to bring us together. And you'll see that happening a lot. You'll see a lot of organizations and foundations now forming to help different causes. And so we're all moving in a particular way that is healing, but it's requiring us to create some of these situations. And I want us to really think about that because we have to take responsibility for some of these things that happen. As much as we want to say it happened over there on the other side of the earth or those are bad people that are causing that particular upset in that country or this is just a, a, something in nature that has occurred that has hit Japan, it's not that case. We have to sit back and say, what part of that is really me and how am I participating in its creation? 
Right. Right. Without blame, without the, the self-judgment, we're not saying it's, it's somebody's fault. You know, I want to, I want to add that little element there, but it is Absolutely. to say we're going to take responsibility for ourselves as a collective, not just as ourselves as individuals, but ourselves as a collective. Absolutely. Because we have our own journey. We have our, our life journey, but then Mother Earth has a soul journey. You know, um, a nation has a soul journey. There are journeys within journeys, and our soul is a part of another greater soul that is taking place. So what can we do in regard to the tsunami or things going on in Libya or other parts of the world? We can look at how we're acting and being in our own family. How are we speaking to our children? How are we treating our spouses? We can then expand that to say, okay, what am I doing in my community? How am I engaging with other people? Am I mending grievances where I'm holding judgment against certain people? types of people or certain types of things? Am I allowing myself to know them, to really see myself in their shoes? You know, how can we expand ourselves within the community that we have? And once we get to that place, then allowing it to grow even further. And it can all happen in baby steps. It's all important, but it requires us taking a step. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it brings me back to what you were saying earlier about the whole idea of joy and how only 2% of the world are able to experience joy regardless of the circumstances and what that would be like if 4% or 6% or 8% or 10% began to be able to do that. I wonder how things like tsunamis and um, you know the, the outrageous occurrences that are going on in Libya would be if more of us were able to be in joy regardless of the circumstances. What what shifts would we see? Our origins, you know, it's, to me it's like, a, it's interesting to, to think of, of of random, you know, I hear so many people say, well, those are just random events. And to me that's a, that's so much a, more of a leap of faith than to believe that some there is some meaning in all of that. Well, let me give you what the meaning of joy really is. If you okay. break joy down, joy is the journey of you. We are here to experience. We are here to create. And when we allow ourselves to experience ourselves and really get out there, engaged with our families, not disconnected, engaged with our communities, not disconnected, engaged in our workplaces, in every project that we have, when we're so mindful and we're so present, that is where we experience joy. Because we are experiencing ourselves. You are experiencing the journey of you. If you're not in joy, it's simply because you're not present. You're not in that moment at that time. You're somewhere in the past or you're somewhere in the future or you're in someone else's reality. If you're in your own reality, experiencing yourself and what's going on with you in the moment, there is no other place than joy because that is the journey of you. Yeah, and absolutely, I would encourage us all, including myself, to continue to participate in that presence in the moment because as we do, we get that response from our souls. We get the joy. It comes to us as we actually participate in the moment and are present in our moments, just sitting and looking at the colors in the room or what I, I was mentioning to Simran during the break that I was watching somebody wash their car in the beautiful tree outside my house and, you know, that just being there in that moment with that creates that response from the soul, which is joyful. Absolutely. And the more you do it, the more it becomes a natural part of you. Initially, you may fall in and out of joy. 
you know, there was a time where I was very, very uh, fallen into depression, and it took a lot to get me out of that. And the more I began creating, the more I began experiencing, the more I began realizing that the earth and the people on earth are here solely for me to experience me, then all of a sudden I could be more present to all of them. And when I was more present to all of them, any other moment except what I was engaged in left. And so I I don't know that I ever experienced anything other than joy. Even in the moment when I'm experiencing tears or sadness, there's a part of me that's so joyful that I'm present enough to know that I'm experiencing tears or sadness. You can't not be joy if you are truly experiencing the journey of you. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. We'll be back in just a few more minutes with some more from Simran Singh. Awakened Media for a Transforming World. Seventh Wave Network. The Institute of Noetic Sciences has been a pioneer and leading authority in the field of consciousness and healing for 38 years. We invite you to discover how you can transform your health or healing practice with ION's cutting-edge research into mind-body medicine and healing. For a limited time, you can receive valuable thank-you gifts when you support the Institute of Noetic Sciences research and educational programs. Just click the banner on this page to discover how consciousness Research is transforming healthcare. The Mayan calendar tells us that we will be entering into a 260 day opportunity for us to engage in conscious co creation with great spirit. How will we prepare ourselves for this exciting and unprecedented time in Earth's history? Peter Tong has dedicated over 20 years of his life's work to exploring that which is beyond understanding. Peter will help increase your awareness and education on this enlightening transformation in consciousness. Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation airs live Wednesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on 7th Wave Network. You live for the firsts in your child's life. But how do you cope with the firsts that come after your child is diagnosed with cancer? CureSearch.org connects you to the doctors and scientists whose collaborative research has turned childhood cancer from a nearly incurable disease to one with an overall cure rate of 78%. CureSearch.org. You're not as alone as you feel. Brought to you by CureSearch and the Ad Council. Taking you to the threshold of a dream and beyond. Seventh Wave Network. You're listening to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. We want to hear from you. If you have a question or comment about today's show, call in now, toll free, 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You can also send your questions or comments by email to Andrea at andreamatthewslpc.com. Now, back to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. 
And we're back for the final segment talking today with Simran Singh, a visionary catalyst coach, Voice America talk show host and publisher of the award-winning 1111 magazine. Simran, I want to give you a chance just for a few minutes to talk with the listening audience about how they might connect with you, how they might learn about what you're up to. And uh, so if you could just take a few minutes to do that, they would appreciate that, I'm sure. Sure, absolutely. Thank you for that, Andrea. Um, Definitely connect with me at 1111mag.com. 1111magazine is here to be a tool to support you in discovering your own journey of the soul. It is uh, information that will allow you to take wherever you are in life, whatever faith you're in, uh, whatever obstacles or wins uh, or things that you want to achieve are, and take that information and really move forward in a very powerful, concentrated way because each issue is themed to help you on your growth path. We will also be launching from the 1111 MAG site uh, a conscious community that will help you engage on a monthly basis to receive additional coaching and other supportive uh, tools and articles and shows and different things that will help you continue that journey in a powerful way so that you can have the responsibility and authenticity in your own life. In addition, connect with me at 1111 Talk Radio and listen to some of the great shows that I have. And you can connect to me on Facebook. I have a a fan page that is Simran Singh, and I have a fan page that's 1111 Magazine. And I always do a post, a two-part post, every single day uh, that comes out of my own meditations that is... um, definitely resonating with a lot of people at the, on that day. So definitely connect with me on Facebook, on Twitter, 1111mag.com, and be a part of our community that's launching May 1st. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Yeah, I really would encourage that. That community thing is very, very important, I think, as we're as we're beginning to see that so many of us have been taking individual journeys, and now we're connecting on another level, and that increases our soul awareness at a whole different height. So... I really encourage that kind of communal support. So I want to talk just a little bit before we close out about fear, the big old boogie bear fear. Um, that seems to be the thing that we say is the opposite of love, and it seems to be uh, also a very, very important and strategic part of our journey of the soul. Cause, so can you say something about that? Absolutely. I think fear is, again, one of those words that's been given a little bit of a bad rap, um, just like the word selfish has. There is a component of fear that's very, very important that we all need to have because that's what can drive us. That's what can move us forward. And as I was going through my own journey, what I discovered was that fear was on one end of a line of polarity. It's on the very far end, and it's, it's on that end where the ego sits, where the mind sits, where we think too much and we control too much, which is, which is in the brain. And if we look at the very other end of that line of polarity, the opposite of fear is actually passion, or the, or the other version of fear is passion. So in the next steps of anything that you start to engage in, whether it is a new job or a new relationship or a new project, and you start to get that pit of fear in your stomach, consider that it might actually be passion. It might actually be the rumblings of a part of you that's saying, let me say yes, let me move forward. This is something I could really be passionate about. And then take the hand of any remnants of the fear that's on that other side and pull it forward and show it. That side of you, that fearful part of you, just wants to be held and carried through 
the journey. It's not there to stop you. It's there to say, take me with you and dive into that passion and move forward with it. And you will find out that a lot of doors open up and that that fear was essentially, essentially there to help you to actually leap. Right, right. And that, is, that speaks volumes about this whole process of integration that is part and parcel of the journey of the soul that we're not splitting off from ourselves and telling ourselves, I don't want that part of me. Uh, that part is ego and it's bad and I need to get rid of it. We're joining parts of ourselves through, uh, paradoxically through the differentiation process where we, we can sort out the different aspects, but we join them together. So when we carry our fear with us into our prospective futures uh, into the world of possibility, what we're doing is uh, bringing sort of soul consciousness to earth consciousness. Most definitely. And any mistakes slash miracles that we make along the way are necessary pieces because we are going to be the teacher for someone else. We're going to be the guide or the coach or the person that holds another person's hand because we now know that part of the journey and we can help another navigate through it. That's part of the purpose for so many different types of experiences is so that we have another opportunity to connect and commune and be one with other people. So if we just embrace all of the experiences that happen, rather than saying, I want this stuff, I don't want this stuff, we will find out that it all has purpose and meaning. And that is what the soul is really here for, to make meaning of every single thing that occurs in our life and draw it together to make that beautiful tapestry. Right. And the same kind of joy, uh, would you say this, Simran, uh, that the same kind of joy that can exist in throughout the circumstances can exist in the midst of fear? Oh, most definitely. As I was creating 1111 Magazine, I had no idea how to publish a magazine. I couldn't even, all I did was send emails and Word docs. I couldn't put a PDF together. I couldn't do any of that stuff. So fear was present, but I also recognized it was passion. It was me wanting to move forward, and there were going to be mistakes along the way. And as I moved through that fear, I couldn't help but feel the joy at the same time because I was creating. And that basically is what we are here to do. We are made in the image and likeness of our Creator, and that is creating. And so when we engage in that process and we really allow the journey of you to take place, it is only steeped in joy. We cannot have anything else, regardless of whether there is fear, passion, anger, or bliss. It will all have the essence of joy standing beneath it and holding it as a foundation. Right. And so let's take this one step further and bring it down to to matter. What about the body? How is the body with regard to the journey of the soul? Where does it fit in? The body is, number one, our vehicle. It's our little spacesuit that we put on to come here to Earth School. Number two, it is an amazing device, amazing communication device to help us work through the areas that we need to work on, which is why the soul sent us here. So if we get to know our body, if we get to know our aches and our pains and our illnesses, and we start to really understand that everything's interconnected, we will discover that everything that shows up on our body is also a message. It's also to say, 
maybe this is an area that we need to go back and look at. Maybe this is an emotion that we're holding and stuffing down rather than allowing it to express. So it has created this message for me so that I may move forward. The body is an amazing tool. And what we are here to do is integrate all of it and understand that the soul is moving through the spaces, but it is not the space. Right. Yeah, and it's not only, yeah, I, I think everything you're saying is exactly true, that we're, we've landed here to participate in this journey, and uh, it is a journey of the soul in a body. So thank you, Simran, for being on our show today. I'm sure that our listeners have benefited from what you've had to say. And next week, we're going to be talking to Dr. Clarissa Pinkola Estes for the third time, this time to discuss the joyous body. You don't want to miss that fascinating conversation. And remember, your job, should you choose to accept it, is to give birth to yourself. Thank you, Andrea, for a great show. Thank you. Thanks again for listening to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Join us again next Wednesday afternoon at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern Time here on the 7th Wave Network. We'll talk again next week.